Here he is, the assistant GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Kyle Dubas. How you doing, Kyle? Hey, good guys. How are you today? We're doing well. We were talking about this Bishop stuff and the post-game press conferences with, with John Cooper and just coaching in general and how they're very tight-lipped now when it comes to injuries. Um, where do you stand on that? Like how much you would want your coach to reveal, how much you feel like the media and fan base deserves to know? Where do you stand on that? I think that you have to deflect to the player, and I, as as a player, I'm not sure you want the opposition knowing how injured you are or where your injury occurs. I, I never played. I think maybe you know Jamie and Jeff probably have some insights into it. I think everyone can kind of surmise where the injury is at, but especially with a goalie, I don't. I don't think it serves. Um, the team very well to have it out there in terms of how likely he is to play, what his injury is, how severe he is. So I think this is the right thing, and I think if, if anything, it gives people something to talk about on the off days and leading up to the game to build up the storylines even more than they are. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Well, he just said it. I mean, yeah. Brian was talking about it's the Stanley Cup Finals, and you got to give people information. The only information, if any, coming from the coach would have been he's getting treatment, we're trying to fix it. So that doesn't do any good for anybody anyway, so why would they care? Right. I mean, I, I think everyone wants to know exactly what's wrong, and, and there's always a desire to know anything that, that people don't know already, and that's just what you're seeing here. And it always seems to get into a, a an interesting back and forth between the team and the media with, you know, the, the media, of course, they need to inform the public. The team needs to protect their interests, and it becomes a bit of a battle, and it just makes for interesting uh, drama between the media and the coaches when they go into the press conferences, I find, which we, I enjoy. Absolutely. We love it. <laughs> you know, we love it. Uh, we're chatting with Kyle Dubas. So you guys announced this morning you've hired Sheldon Keefe to be the new head coach of the Toronto Marlies. Uh, take us through this decision. Why was Keefe the right guy? Uh, well, at the end of our season with the with the Marlies, we um, we lost the Grand Rapids, and then we we had a week uh, where we were we were doing our amateur scouting meeting. So myself, uh, Brendan, and and Mark Hunter uh, took some time. We were there to really evaluate what our goals were with the Marlies coaching position, uh, what we wanted to accomplish uh, with the Marlies, and and um, though you know I don't think anyone would argue, and we certainly wouldn't, that that Gordonine, uh, and we thought Gord did a really good job there this season. We wanted to 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 really search and find um at this time especially there's a lot of really good young coaches coming up through the ohl and ushl and western hockey league and quebec league and wanted to go through the process of of identifying and bringing on one of those coaches for ourselves and especially once um you know once mike babcock was was coming on here we thought it would be a great opportunity for a coach to be with the marlies that could have mike to lean on and and try to begin to implement mike's systems with um with the leafs with our marlies prospects and, and a great opportunity for that coach to learn and it wasn't an opportunity we wanted to pass up so we we spoke to a number of people and and in the end um obviously i've i've got a familiarity and in a past working relationship with sheldon but everybody here was on board with with sheldon being our next coach of the marlies so with that being the case and the fact that the marlies they really came on strong down the stretch Mm -hmm. and they had a really young team they had a lot of injury problems um was this premeditated? Like, would it even matter? Like, if they went on to the the finals, the Calder Cup finals, or won it, would you still have made this move? I think when we look at the Marlies, Brian, we don't. I mean, it's it's great. We want the team to win, and and that's that's important because I think it serves as a great experience for our players. Our primary goal uh, with the Marlies is solely 
that we have a lot of young players playing and more than winning is that they're developing and they're coming along to where the, the public, the media, and more, most importantly, internally here, we see them as uh, we see them as, as guys that can step in and be a part of the Leafs. So winning is important with the Marlies, but it is, it's, not the, uh, it's, not the, the, it's not even close to the top of the list in terms of what we're using to evaluate what's happening there. Kyle, uh, how big or how important is it for the AHL coach and Sheldon now to be on the same page as Mike Babcock uh, as far as AHL and NHL coaching style and systems? Yeah, it's vital. Um, and I, I think that's one of the one of the things that was attractive to the, the people that we spoke with about the position, uh, including Sheldon, was the chance to learn from Mike. Um, I didn't know Mike uh, at all before we we started talking to him, and, and I met him in Prague at the World Championships. And uh, from day one since he's been here, it's more than I mean the term he uses, burning desire to win. It's a burning desire to learn and improve and find different and better ways that we can do things and uh, a lot of those um, a lot of those things we want to test and work on will probably be used uh, with the Marlies so uh, in addition to getting our players ready to play the system that they're going to play with the Leafs and and test out maybe some some different systems that the Leafs want to experiment how do they work at the AHL level how can the players um, how can they be utilized how can what, what types of things can they do on the ice so that we have a, as big a book as possible before they're they're ready to come up and that link between the the two of them especially being in the same city um, needs to be extremely uh, strong and and that was an important part of our process here with Kyle Dubas here on Leafs Lunch and that's interesting because when you think of conventional thinking in the NHL the head coach in in the NHL is there to win every single game like that's that's what they'll 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 always say Um, so if if Keefe is is thinking more about developing players and to your point not necessarily concerning himself with winning and losing, how does that apply to connecting with Mike Babcock if he is simply thinking winning and losing, or is he thinking development early into his process here? No, I don't think so. I think it's I think the way that we look at the Marlies is we want we want the Marlies players to be developed so that they can come up and as soon as possible have the ability to help Mike and the Maple Leafs win games. Um, rather than saying, okay, they have to win with the Marlies before they move up and, and win with the Leafs or, or vice versa, we look at the Marlies and I think everybody here uh, does it this way. Is that we, we've, we made a, a shift last year to make it a younger team, uh, to turn it over to our younger players. And, and as we did that, the team got a lot more exciting and, and went on a real nice run and, and went into the playoffs. And we uh, had some success at home early. But the key for us is with the Marlies, we want those players to be developed so that they can come up and help Mike have more assets to utilize as a coach uh, and help him win games. Kyle, I know the Combine just happened recently, and I read an article recently about your questions you guys are asking to some of these young players. Can you take us through that and what you're trying to find out or some of the questions that you are asking? I think we're we're trying to just get away from the the, the we did a, quite a bit of research before, and you always think I think it's going to be kept quiet, but then you know somebody asked the players what they were asked by certain teams. I think especially in Toronto, we were a little bit naive to think that our questions wouldn't get out uh, <laughs> before the before the weekend, and uh, and we we were basically wanting to to find out from the players just about themselves and their families. Um, we wanted to see if they could recognize. Uh, when they played poorly, what, what's the difference between when they p- played poorly and played really well? Um, learn about their relationship with their family, what they're about, and, and really f- 
you know, we did a lot of research trying to figure out what are the best questions to ask. I think the job interview process at large is is one where a lot of people make mistakes. And the one that we didn't want to do was go into this if a player inter- had good interview skills or bad interview skills, allow that to influence what we think of them as a player. So we try to do a lot of our character work before the before this and really just use this to add another layer of information and to begin building a relationship uh, with these players and, and get to know them uh, quite a bit better. I always find the combine fascinating in in all four big big four sports, especially the NFL. You get a tight end who will show up who started seven games in his career, can't catch, but he runs a, a four three forty and he's going in the first round. Um, how much do you actually change your draft board, or how often do you change your draft board based on what actually happened at the combine? Uh, this is my first time through it here, but when I was in the Sioux in the OHL, uh, we never changed it at all. Uh, we we used it to. I think the NFL is a, a different beast. There, there's in a lot of the regards, in a lot of the tests that they run, there's there is a direct correlation between a player succeeding on the test and then being a good NFL player. Uh, I don't think that we're there yet with hockey. I think we're starting to get there, and people are paying more attention and they're altering some of the tests that. Uh, that players had found ways to beat. I think the vertical, uh, the vertical leap and, and vertical jump test was a great example of that. This uh, at this year's combine, uh, they went with the force plate model that that measured uh, the amount of power that a player can drive up from the ground versus the typical model where you jump up and reach and try to hit the you know hit as many of the brackets as you can, and that measures your leap. So they're advancing it. I thought that uh, Dan Marr and the and the crew at Central Scouting did a great job, and and the, the setup there was was terrific but in terms of changing our draft board um, I think it's another layer of information but we're not going to change it too much based on uh, based on the, the actual testing unless something comes up where we re- recognize that a player has a major deficiency or, or is an injury risk with Kyle Dubas here on Leafs lunch the Leafs announced the hiring of Sheldon Keefe as their new head coach of the Toronto Marlies Keefe will be on TSN drive this afternoon at 520 uh, the draft, a couple of weeks away, rumors are flying. We won't ask you about any specific players that you might be looking to trade, but do you have a price in mind in terms of what you would want in return for certain players? And if so, how much flexibility is there when it comes to trying to pull the trigger on a trade? I think it's something that we we talk about in here every day. Uh, we've got meetings coming up this week here in Toronto this week and next week where uh, as a management team and, and with our pro scouts this week and with our amateur scouts next week where we're going to begin to take a lot of the information that we gathered at the Combine and the different phone calls that we're fielding and, and start to piece together certain scenarios that may present themselves for us or different ones that we want to continue to uh, to cultivate ourselves. Uh, before we proceed into the stretch run before the draft, but I think I think we know what we're what we're looking to accomplish. Um, you know, we would like to continue to add more draft picks uh, or prospects that that we can continue to work with here and and uh, build that way. I think that's been uh, clear from the outset with Brendan, and it's been hammered home even further with uh, when when Mike came on a few weeks ago. That we we know the process that we've signed up for. We we have our plan in place, and it's going to be um, through growing. In internally and, and developing our own prospects and players, acquiring more draft picks and continuing to just give ourselves more assets that way. And, and um, 
at the same time, you know, we're going to free agency. We've got some flexibility with the cap. We want to continue to find players that can that can be competitive here and, and help us to help us to continue to move this thing along from where we're, we're at right now. Uh, we realize that uh, we've got a ways to go, but we've got uh, solid coaching in in place now uh, with Mike, and and uh, we've got quite a few draft picks in the next two drafts, and we're we're pretty happy with how our young players are coming along. So we're starting to starting to build it up, but we've we we realize that the task at hand is a large one, but uh, an exciting one at the same time. Kyle, did your process or plan change or alter at all with the hiring of Babcock? I mean, it seemed, I'm, I'm sure you guys, I wouldn't say you were surprised to get him, but it was nice to, to get him and, and mm-hmm. sign on long term. Um, you probably would have had a plan in place uh, uh, as far as a timeline. Did that speed up or change at all when Mike came aboard? No, I, I think um, I think that was one of the. Uh, it's always one of the concerns, or was one of the concerns perpetuated from outside of our team, was that you know Mike isn't going to stand for you know for being patient. He, he's going to want to win right away, and he's uh, you know I, I can't speak for him, but in, in conversations with him throughout since he's been on, uh, he's fully on board with the fact that, that we need to do this right. We can't afford to take shortcuts. We can't afford to uh, we can't afford to try to expedite it by by making. A move that's that's got a low probability of success long term, but can provide us a short term boost. Uh, that's probably been the most exciting part for me since Mike's been on. Is that he, you know he's he's fully on board with the fact that that uh, we need to be patient, we need to stick with our plan, we need to do things right, and there's no pressure here to to obvious to just all of a sudden throw that plan out and and go back to to um, go back to trying to look for short term fixes. We're we're all in this together and all on board here with uh, with moving this in the right direction where we can be a, a team that contends year in and year out and I, I don't know how much time that's going to take it, it's you know as, as Brendan always says it'll take as long as it takes and we hope to we hope that that's uh, sooner than later but we're, we'll work and we're all committed to getting there we look forward to seeing how it all plays out we always appreciate you taking time thank you Kyle okay thanks guys have a great day